0: The Luck Stops Hero with podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's up to $500 in free money. And I, Hey, if you listened to my pick last week and you parlayed the three teams playing rookie quarterbacks in the NFL on the money line, you hit a 10-to-1 shot, my friends, because that's the kind of action I'm giving out over here. So make sure you head over to mybookie.ag, and uh, I'll probably sneak in a pick for you guys later on today, just because I'm so nice. And uh, speaking of nice, I got a great guest with me, a national touring comedian and writer and uh, all-around good guy, Nate Craig. How you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, it's it's great. It's so great to be here on Wowzers with Bowsers, my favorite <laughs> podcast. <episode. laughs> My favorite podcast, buddy.
0: Uh, uh, McDonald
1: Day and everything.
0: Yeah, at least it's not trousers with Bowser. That would suck, dude. Just be trying on pants for people over the over a microphone. I don't think anybody would want to listen to that.
1: <laughs> I'll buy some Bowser trousers. Then you got merch. Yeah,
0: You'll dude. You know, yeah, that is a good that is a good merch angle. Maybe I should do that segment, the Bowser's trousers segment, and then you know, it really plugs me in. I I'll get a thing with like Adidas or something. You know, really make things happen with it. Ah, my voice is a little harsh. I uh, had a weekend bender. Yeah, uh, what happened this weekend, buddy? Did you uh, Did you
1: drink too much eggnog on Christmas Eve or what?
0: Yeah, a little bit of that. Uh, so the Sports Gambling Podcast crew came out, and a bunch of, like, the writers and contributors that we've never met in person flew out from all over the country. Dudes from, like, Florida, uh Texas, Rhode Island, Boston. I mean, they, just.
1: They came to meet the man in the desert.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, so I took off a half day work on Thursday and I took Friday and Monday. I needed the Monday recovery day yesterday, but then I took a Friday off. And let me just go over you my, uh, my my weekend here and kind of how it worked out. Because I actually, dude, I'm up pretty good on the weekend, uh, even though I got knocked out of my suicide uh, pools. And I uh, took an L in my fantasy league. Everything else is almost perfect. So I, uh, Thursday, I pick up.
1: First of all, I can just imagine you floating around town with your dress on and your fucking tights on and your nails done. It's just football season, <laughs> opening day football season. I just, because uh, when I was there, I was working at MGM. This was like a couple, this was back in June. And it's the Bucs are in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And I had to get the Bucs a win. And I was like, Bowser, what's up? It's your town. Show me what's up. And you were like, you had this place, you had it all set up. You and I was like, you know what? I got a show. It's gonna cut it too close. So I'm gonna have to miss the fourth quarter of the Bucks if I come to you. You're like, no sweat, I'm on my way. Yeah. And fucking I walked into the sports book at MGM, and there you go, just waving <laughs> like, like forest gump waving (laughs) on the boat dude you were on the you were forrest gump on the shrimping boat dude you were fucking waving you had drink tickets were falling out of your pockets man you just look like you just look like you had vegas by the balls friend
0: dude i i definitely do and this weekend was no exception because i pick up colby thursday afternoon after i leave work Uh, i take him around to just a couple local atms to avoid the casino fees on those and yeah.
1: uh, see, that's I like that a lot. That is that's pretty, that's speaking my language, homie. See,
0: and then I uh, take him over to one of my favorite local spots, the Palace Station. Bowser,
1: you should have a map of ATMs to duck fees on your oh, dude.
0: You know yeah. what? I should put that on the Patreon, dude. That's a good idea. Yeah, ATM, every like Wells Fargo, Bank of America location, uh-huh. every credit union. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So go to Pal- have you ever been to Palace Station? Uh no, I don't think so. Dude, that's the place where OJ got arrested. It's great. Like, oh. I, anytime friends are in town, I like taking them there because that's one of those spots that gives me more drink tickets than I know what to do with every time. So I always give them to a cholo in a wheelchair. That's my power move because there's always dude. a cholo in a wheelchair gambling and drinking. And
1: so, <laughs> it's... dude, is that the? Pl- it's right across the 15 from the yeah. strip. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I know where it is though. I've yeah. never been in.
0: Dude, right. so I take Colby in there, and I'm like, I'm going to buy us a round of martinis. We're going to get this weekend started off right. Wow. And their card reader machine wouldn't work. So they caught me, and I tell them, this is how a heater starts. I end up going, like, something like 19 and 6 on my picks over the weekend. Beautiful. Like, just I I just went on fire, dude. Won a couple hundred bucks, feeling good. Although, uh,
1: although I will say this. I'm going to put you on blast right now. Your lock of the week was a fucking... Bus. And you know what,
0: though? I made up for it by loading up on the Rams that you told me to, and I made up that for it. That was
1: my lock of the week. Holy shit, dude. If there's one thing the Chicago Bears know how to do, it's submarine a season with an awful quarterback that shouldn't even be in
0: the league. Oh, God. With a, with a backup who's clearly better, and everybody knows a, it.
1: A Ferrari. That guy is yeah. a Ferrari. <laughs> He's the best player on my he's the best player on my fantasy team. I got McCaffrey and Darren Waller.
0: I have him on my one of my best balls. You know, I'll tell you well, I'll get into best ball in a second here. So uh I go watch the Thursday night game at uh I, I've been getting into FFPC fantasy football this year. It's like a big uh championship. Like they offer tournaments, all kinds of dynasty leagues, you name it, they offer it in fantasy. Uh so they threw a big Thursday night party and it was pretty cool. They had free food and everything, but they didn't set up their – it was, like, on a big projector screen. And, like, late in the fourth quarter, it got that fucking thing where it's just like, hey, are you still watching this? We're about to shut it off. And it's, like, right oh, as ma- major shit's happening. And it's literally in front of, like, you know, 500 of the biggest fantasy players in the country that all flew out for this. <laughs>
1: Tell me it went off. Tell me there was, like, a timer.
0: Dude, and, like, it was just about to go off. And then, they re- and like, people were flipping their shit. and then, it, and, then <laughs> and, and then it, like, it went back on. And everything was good. And then, uh, so, but here's the thing is I went back to that room the next morning because I did a high stakes best ball draft with my buddy, Ryan Kramer. Are you familiar with best ball for fantasy? Okay. So basically it's like regular fantasy, but the rosters are a little deeper. Okay. You draft with more. It's like more rounds. But the reason is, is you don't have any waiver transactions, no trades, no free agent pickups, nothing like that.
1: What you got, you got. What you got, you
0: got. And you don't have to ever set your lineup. Your best guy at each position next each week is the guy you'll get credit for.
1: I like that a lot.
0: It's a lot of fun. So we did a $1,250 best like high stakes best ball uh, league together this year, which, dude, like that's like it's like it was like sitting in the World Series of Poker for fantasy sitting at that table. It's like it's like I'm sitting next to like the Doyle Brunson's of the world of the, the you know, the Armadillo Slim's of the fantasy world. So, it's a one-minute clock. I'm pretty sure there
1: is an actual Armadillo Slim also in the fantasy world.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, yeah, definitely some guys fucking co-opted that by now. But
1: No, no, no. Born given name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's a one-minute clock, 12-team draft. We're in the eight hole. And it starts. And right when it starts, the guy in the five slot gets up and walks out of the room. And we're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know, because in this these things, it's not like it's a bunch of people that don't aren't into fantasy football. If you are sitting at that table, you are into it. Like, so those first few rounds move really fast. Everybody knows who they like. Everybody's got their spreadsheets, laptops, the the list, the whole thing. And this guy just gets up and walks out, and so they skip his pick because it moves f- past them. Like they wait the minute on him. It goes to the guy in the six hole. He drafts tight end Darren Waller from the Raiders, and this is a tight end premium uh scoring so you get 1.5 points per catch from tight ends so like waller and kelsey are on another level than the other tight ends in this stuff yeah so basically it turns into a whole the guy comes right back and he goes did you guys you guys skip me what the fuck and then the commissioner guy's like hey you you left you you were gone you weren't here the clock went by you like be here if you want to make the pick dumb it like kind of thing he's like well i forgot my cheat sheet and like they had these little cheat sheets at the front door and he's like I forgot to get one. You guys and you guys went without me? Like come on, that's." And so finally
1: you make you know what you want in the first round. You make your pick and then you go get your cheat sheet. He right. wanted it out. He didn't want to pay. He didn't have the 1200 bucks and he didn't want to admit No, you already had
0: to pay to get in. Like you if you the only way you could sit down there is if you are fully paid. That's what I'm
1: saying, Bowser. He tried to be dramatic and try to get his shit back after the fact. He 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 put in his fucking he put in his money to get into the pool and then his fucking and <laughs> then he got hit with a fucking summons or something.
0: Yeah, his kid needed fucking braces or something. Right, right, right. So him and the guys are arguing, and they end up negotiating. He gets uh, Darren Waller at the fifth because, like, they're like, "This only matters if you wanted Darren Waller there. If not, we ha- we'll let you have the- you have the next pick. Pick who you want." And he goes, "No, I wanted him." So.
1: God, that, I would be so mad if I
0: was I, a big And I'm sitting there looking at Kramer, going like, "This is my first one doing these one of these big stakes draft them all." Does this kind of shit happen all the time on the Like, what the fuck, dude? This is like the most Mickey Mouse shit, like baby boy shit I've ever seen. And he goes, "No, I've never seen anything like that." So the guy fucking uh, they end up negotiating. He gets to have Waller in the five hole where he said he would have drafted him in uh, a negotiate for some drinks and whatnot, like in a dinner or something like that. Okay, so then it goes down to us. And our team name is SGPN for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And then this guy fucking comes around the bend and comes over to us and goes, like, this is like a half hour, 45 minutes later. and He goes, oh, Sports Gambling Podcast, guys. I love you guys. I listen to you all the time. So he, he uh-huh. the, the biggest piece of shit there was a fan of the Sports Gambling Podcast.
1: <laughs> well, that's on brand.
0: <laughs> so that was that. Uh, had a lot of fun doing the draft. And then I leave and I go meet Sean. And we went to go to the pool. But the pool was shut down because uh, of heavy thunder and lightning. And I, Sean's exact words were, we're not going to get fucking struck by lightning. I had a lot of draft material. I needed to get back to my car at Treasure Island. So uh, we start walking across the street to do that. And uh, Nate, right after, about 30 seconds after Sean said that, I came as close to getting struck by lightning as I ever have in my entire life. What? Dude, It was I. it, it was probably like 200 yards in front of me but it seemed like 75, 50 yards in front of me. It was just this big flash. The thunderclap went off, like, literally, like, it seemed like it was 10 feet over my head. Oh,
1: dude, if you see lightning strike the in within... If you can see it, it might as well be in your pocket.
0: Yeah, dude, it was... And it was me, Sean and Colby, and Sean's like, Well, it didn't hit us. The guy said it might hit us. at almost I'm like, dude, I mean, that's about it. That's a, as close to lightning I've ever been in my
1: entire life. Now you know why they closed the pool.
0: Yeah. And so uh that was pretty funny. But then right then a big fucking thunderstorm dumps on us, and uh we have to go hide out and drink some beers. So we end up going down to this happy hour thing that like one of these app bros are throwing for uh one of their fucking but they're trying to be like rivals in the content game now. So uh we rolled up on this place and drank as much of their beer, booze and ate as much of their food as we could to kind of alpha male them at the table. <laughs> and that was, that was Friday night, you know, that was Friday night. Okay. So Saturday, hanging out the sports book, watching a uh, college football day, had a bet on your Wisconsin Badgers, laying some points and boy, did they squeak that cover it out? Like I, it was one of the luckiest covers I've had this season so far, but I will take it. Cause I had a pretty big bet on them. Uh, but have you ever heard of a Indian relay horse race? No. So we're sitting there, and there's, like, the race part of the sports book, and we're watching the football games in the other part, but all of a sudden, Kramer just goes, dude, what the fuck's going on with that race? And uh, for listeners, like, you know, if you've never been to a horse race, normally there's jockeys and the horses wear stuff and, uh, like, a saddle with, like, the, the colors and the numbers that match the jockey, and it's a lot of pageantry to it. Well... This race, we look up, and it's just like a a guy on a bareback horse with just wearing jeans and a T-shirt, and they're racing. I mean, these guys are racing, and it's for money. And I'm like, well, this just looks like some dudes that somehow got, got on the track, and they're like, yeah, we'll let you run and set odds. But then all of a sudden, they pull the horses, they do a lap, and then they jump off their horses, and they go and run over, and they gra- jump on another horse. And they do this for like three, four horses where it's like a – cannonball run relay around the track on multiple horses and finally the one guy wins and it's like a whole thing but parent like my, my grandparents had been telling me and my brother about these for years growing up about these relay races and horse racing we were like that sounds like the fucking dumbest, craziest stupidest thing and i'm glad i finally saw one because i always thought it was fake and it's actually a real thing but I, <laughs> like it's it's it, and I, I guess it's sponsored by this tribe uh in that region where the horse track is but that was pretty crazy. But then we were going to a fancy steakhouse that night for dinner on the on the company tab, and uh, it was like ten, twelve of us or so that all went. And uh, the SE Sanford game was on, and I was like, I was on such a hot streak at that moment. I was like, I hate SC so much. Stanford's at plus eight fifty on the money line. I'm going for it. You know, I'm just gonna sprinkle that with a nice little bet. You know. And, and then uh, I'm in the middle of the steakhouse when the final score hits. And I see Sanford have won. I just stand up and go like, pause 850. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then I kind of realized where I was no longer at the sports book anymore. And I sat back down and, uh, it, you know, I was very nice the rest of the time. So then Sunday. Uh, Those people at that steak dinner
1: didn't think that they were going to get struck by lightning either. No, that's day. true. Yeah. Here, I, here, here, goes, here, here goes your fucking underdog. <laughs> i
0: mean dude i might as well i should have just taken everything right then and bet it like on ucla to win the national championship because it's like who like i cheated death that you know on that one i feel uh but then we're well, at- let me
1: let, let me just let me just throw my this is my future bet that i love right now that i can't understand i really can't wrap my head around it what's I that? Mean, It's not you know whatever it's not staggering or anything Bucks to win the east next year The milwaukee bucks to win the east
0: what's it at? And they're
1: like they're not even the favorites to
0: win the east yeah i think brooklyn's the favorite right now right yeah
1: the bucks are like i think it's like five to one oh, it might dude. be down to four to one i'll get in on that that's a nice little that's a nice little uh I love to, just to win the east that yeah. team that to, just did to, what they to, did they just won the, the championship yeah. yeah just to
0: win the east and there's also a lot of time left before the trade deadline for them to make a play and well, acquired,
1: they did trade for grace and Allen and they signed and they kept Bobby Portis. And then, you okay. know, they lost, they lost, uh, what, uh, PJ Tucker, but that's it. Everybody else is back. And Devin Chenzo is going to be back. I mean, it's like, what, what, what <laughs> I don't know how the, I just don't understand. And I mean, granted, this is a way Homer bat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I just still don't understand, how but even
0: I'm then, like, I, I like that because I think they're more likely to stay healthy than Brooklyn is the whole way. Like, exactly. I, I I'd be surprised if, you know, their stars all make it to the playoffs next year. So. Right,
1: like, let's not forget, like, Kevin Durant still is the best shooter on the – or second best shooter on the planet. But he also has a – he's also nine foot tall, yeah. 160 pounds, and has a fake Achilles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not built for long-term play here at this point, you know. Right. I, I think like
1: How many seasons are the Nets going to be unstoppable if they stay healthy?
0: Yeah. And Harden's had his issues. Kyrie's had his issues. Not one of those guys is like known for playing eighty-two games a year. So, and
1: they're all pricks. Yeah. Like no, uh, everybody on the 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 whole Bucks teams they're 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 roommates. They all live together. They get <laughs>
0: dude. So it turns cooking
1: lasagna. Those guys are those so, guys are built to last. When I was watching, they're a marriage built on bedrock, is what I'm saying, Bowser.
0: So remember how uh, you brought up earlier how when I watched the Bucks game with you at MGM. We were going to meet up at that Circa downtown. Yes. Remember how, and I told you it was cool? Yes. Okay, we went there Sunday morning to watch the sun, the week one NFL. You figure this this place has been building towards becoming the biggest book on the planet for the last year. Now they get to host a week one NFL. Let's see how they bring it.
1: They didn't staff their book.
0: I am so, no, no they staffed the book, dude, but I, I it was packed and like sean kind of sean and kramer know the owner and so sean kind of got into his little like private area but for the owner of a casino i gotta say his private party in his own sports book was a small little area and i get it, he wants to save some for the players room for the players but I, i'm starting to think this guy wants to uh, be a celebrity casino owner and not a casino owner if you know what i mean like, like it's just there's something i'm, I'm catching something afoot and So we had most like the sports book was two packs. You had to watch in this huge sports bar, which is just right next to the sports book. Okay. And what did you think they would have the audio of the main game on there? Like in, in that situation.
1: Yeah. Unless somebody with some leverage in the room had something they wanted to listen to. Okay. So did they play music?
0: Yeah. They were playing this like club music. They're, they're trying to be planet Hollywood, like down on the strip with like, and so they're just playing like Gwen Stefani and, Uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers—they're playing really bad, like a bad mix, a really bad. That's rough. You,
1: you, you—if you're gonna play music over the over opening day NFL and you're a sports book casino, you better have a fucking incredible DJ, and he better be throwing in the NFL films music and like he better be throwing in.
0: Exactly what I told Jen, dude. The NFL films music is what you gotta be doing there, like yeah. Dude, so
1: I mean, I mean, scratch it up, and even I mean, do do crazy shit with it, throw in a couple beats, but like, it's got to be a production. Like, I understand, like that's because otherwise, just play the fucking.
0: Well, game. and that's the thing is, like, if you're going to be like Planet Hollywood and the the new Virgin and like these places that are trying to be more like nightclub spots, go for that. I'm not going to fucking judge you for that. Like, those aren't my places. I don't usually hang out at those. I, I was only at Planet Hollywood this weekend for fantasy football conventions, but like. But like, if you're gonna like brand yourself as the premier sports book on the planet and the coolest place to watch games, you need to come correct with that game audio, man. Like, you you, you can't be. You
1: could, I mean, in a facility like that, you could do more than one thing. You
0: yeah, know, dude. You, you, well,
1: you could just have the game audio and just—I mean, shit, dude. Like they do that at goddamn when just a regular bar if the games on at commercial breaks.
0: Yeah, put on some music. You gotta, hey, we got
1: the best DJ in town during commercial breaks. Yeah.
0: And, dude, like, and here's what makes it even worse is they have a huge, their stadium swim pool deck that's, like, a fucking, like, a huge sw- section of swimming pools with this huge video wall with all the games on that's, like, a part of the sports book, too, kind of. It's a sports so, book with a water park, yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. And so, it's, like, you can do that out there. If people want to have the club experience to watch the game, do it out on your pool, like, on your stadium swim that you built. That's that's what that should be for. But the book should be for the D-Gens, you know, like. So it really cheesed, like, that kind of cheesed me off because I was really hungover at that point because I was on, I didn't drink Sunday, but, like, after three straight days of drinking, I I can't really do that anymore. And so I was not, like, I did not want to and have, and what's even worse about that place was the fucking Gestapo-level security where, like, it's almost impossible to stand anywhere and watch the games, and they're, like, keep telling everybody to shoo along. Like, it was, it was Bad experience at the Circa. I've hyped it up a lot on this show. And now I'm going to say one star. They're getting an angry Yelp review from me now. Like, I am not happy about the operation of there. And here's what's even crazier. The place was packed, right, with a bunch of people that didn't have anywhere to stand or go because everything was, there's too much, uh, like, crowding around all this stuff. But you know what was empty? All the tables. And it's Sunday morning, and they have all the tables set at $25 minimums. If they have those things at ten dollar minimums, they'd be packed. And so it's like yeah. this place just fucking hates making money, apparently. Like
1: Well, but you know how it is. I, I do. Sometimes. If you only got one guy that's gonna play twenty-five dollar hands, you can make more out of him than you can ten dudes that are playing. But they had $10.
0: zero people playing 25 twenty-five dollar hands. You might as well try to knock it down to fifteen at least. You know, and I think their whole thing is they just wanna have look like they have prestige. So it's more like well we only have we'll never have anything under twenty five because that's what we want, but it's like they're going to watch they're going to be out of business in a year they, they they've they've fucking bit off more than they can chew there There are wow. books in other spots around town, but that book has the worst lines in town, has the shittiest app in town, so it's not going to get the local action that you need to fucking support a huge book like that and i i, I I couldn't be more specific. So we went across the golden to their sister, the Golden Gate, across the street because we're like, well, maybe we can get a better sp- spot to watch the game in there. I'm sure they'll have it on in there too. And it was so sad and depressing there, dude. It was just like, like one of those like corner sports books that just have like six screens in it, and then just like like one window for taking bets, and there's like a handful of like sounds perfect handful of Bowser, but that was, sounds perfect. But the vibe in there was so sad. So I'm with my buddy from work, and I'm like. Hey, let's go outside. Uh let's go back across the street. Like this is it's honestly more depressing than the Gwen Stefani place. And right as I'm walking out two hookers walk out at the same time as me, and the one just holds up her purse. She's like, "I got all them condoms in here." And that really made me laugh, dude. Like it was really really funny. And then so we like ended up the lightning, dude. You were, you kept I, getting. I, I, but the thing is, I'm still winning bets. On I, a heater. I, you were on a I heater. I was on a heater. And even though I lost my suicide pick on my horseshit Tennessee play, I had Houston money line. I had Eagles money line. I, I really cleaned up on that Sunday night game. I had Raiders money line last night. The heater's been unreal with my underdog picks lately. That Stanford money line pick, like it's, it's, it, the heater's on. And so, we get back over to the Venetian where we were watching the games the, the day before cuz we're like fuck it we know we can post up there and it's fine and it'll be a good time and dude i see it dude a bachelorette party comes to the sports book bar on sunday football afternoon which i'm like okay this is and then the bachelorette does the blowjob shot where she, you know she leans down and so, we all know the blowjob shot then all and keep in mind this crew is about as, like the five in this crew look like an o line like they they are they are some plus size beefers, dude. Like
1: they were, uh, like <laughs> pulling guards all of them. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It was like five pulling guards out for the bachelorette party, and then so they all come out, bam, hit the blowjobs, and then I look at Kramer, and I'm like, I thought we were going to be the biggest degenerates down here today, but nope, the bachelorette party outdid us, dude. Like so, that was basically my weekend recap. I did good on bets. Obviously had some funny moments throughout the weekend and uh, got introduced to high-stakes fantasy, which uh, that's going to be a problem for me next year. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but you know who's a high-stakes gambler? The late, great Norm MacDonald, who passed away today, Nate. I, I still can't believe. I, that doesn't sound right, saying it.
1: The legend. Legends never die, and uh, his couldn't be bigger. The the everybody enjoy yourself a norm mcdonald worm uh youtube wormhole whenever you get the chance That's
0: oh, the best. i i love watching his conan appearances those are yeah. just they're so fucking funny um yeah i think
1: moth joke. i mean there's so many of them yeah too.
0: the uh box office poison with courtney Thur like uh yeah like so yeah watch the norm but like my favorite thing about norm honestly is how he's a, just a degenerate gambler i remember him uh um Telling, like, uh, I remember him doing a Rolling Stone. They did a feature about him back in his weekend update days. And he was like, and he had this, he just told the the person, like, following him around, reporting on him, like, the person, Harding, laughing hardest uh my weekend update joke tonight was my bookie. I gave him a ticket. He was in the crowd, but that's only because I owe him (laughs) (laughs) $50,000. Yeah.
1: When I, uh, first moved out to LA and I got passed at the improv, they start, they gave me, um, a bunch of work at the suburb improvs you know
0: yeah like ontario and irvine and, brea and, yeah
1: and i for some reason they 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 gave me like i think i worked three weeks with norm mcdonald oh, over, over my first couple of years in la and uh he was just the, the funniest sweetest guy but the first time i met norm mcdonald he walks into the green room uh with his uh feature that he uh he brought you know, I was just a dumb, bright-eyed MC idiot from Wisconsin, <laughs> fresh off the boat, and he's like, "I'm just ready to meet Norm McDonald." You know, he's one of my comedy heroes at the time and still. And and he's he's just locked it. He's got his laptop, and he's got a mouse coming out of his laptop on top of his laptop, and he's in a he's in an online poker tournament. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I was like, I tried to be like, "Hi, Norm.
1: I'm Nate," and he, he like. I, he ignored me with with his his eyes ears and mouth like he just like kind of looked past me and like didn't say anything. <laughs> and then after after this or in between shows i guess maybe or something I'd, it, 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 at some point he was just like hey how you doing it's good. thanks for being here <laughs> he had uh he had one joke the first week i worked with him it was just like you know, you know, over the years, when you see somebody that, that just invents comedy to you, you know, like those great moments in, in stand-up when you watch somebody do something just the best that yeah. you've ever seen it done. And he had this one joke, because every, every week that I worked with them, they were they were months apart or if not a year apart or something, you know? Uh-huh. I never saw him repeat a joke Wow! Uh, from weekend to weekend. yeah. Like, I saw him do relatively the same set for the week that we were working. But When he's back in from, a few
0: months, it's a brand new hour.
1: Brand new. The first time he was doing, I can't even remember. He was doing a big set about, you know, the Catholic Church or whatever, and uh, you know he's just hammering uh, pedophiles and that and this and that. And then he, but then he, he you know, he kind of he kind of does the misdirect, and then he goes, he goes, yeah, but you know, yeah, you know, like uh, there should be a degree. I think uh, you know pe- there should be degrees to pedophilia, you know, because uh, why wow, if uh, tomorrow it's legal to fuck whoever he wanted there'd be a whole bunch of guys fucking 15 year olds uh, <laughs> only a couple guys fucking five-year-olds <laughs> 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 and, and,
0: and, uh, like two-thirds of the
1: shows it just got like it would that were like you know it's like a it's like a critical mass like herd immunity kind of thing like, yeah. there was just enough norm mcdonald fans there it would just roll the room, you know <laughs> but, if but if it was like fifty fifty, a third of the crowd would get up and leave, <laughs>
0: well, you've heard brido's story, right,
1: uh yeah, about I think he was you saw him live like at a college or something, yeah, he saw
0: him at the University of Iowa with his mom took him with like a couple of friends to go see him. and he, this was like when he was like i don't know fifteen sixteen, and Norm was on s n l at the time and, like i guess as like him Daryl Hammond. And Jim Brewer, I think it was. And so, and basically Norm went up there and told just a lot of very, very, very offensive jokes and walked pretty much the entire audience. But the problem was, like, the venue was, the way it was set up. was like the sound of the stage is all piped into the lobby. So it was like this yeah, whole thing yeah. they were going to to get a... So the only place they could go to get away with them was where they're blaring his jokes at these people. <laughs> but I guess he, he just... Po- I think he just reposted the... The story, like on his Tom Segura from his Tom Segura episode on his show, so check out Hunk of Mike Bridenstine where he tells Tom Segura this because it's really fucking. He's told me it a couple times, but it's like,
1: yeah, I think I stole it to him.
0: It's it's really really funny of just like going to see like when he like the guy unit, you know, like and and he said that was the first time he'd ever seen live stand up, and it's like that's when he knew he loved it because it was like oh my god, this guy like because it's like think too Jim Brewer going up there pretending to be a stoner. Uh, and then you have Daryl Hammond going up there doing like press, like, you know, impressions and, you know, yeah. Bill Clinton and stuff. And then Norm, I forget what, like, what, you know, I think Norm came out and did a whole thing. Oh, it was like, uh, it was like calling, like fucking your wife. That's a fat, ugly pig. And then it's like, you, like, for, oh God, I can't remember the, exact. but it's like, he really got into, well, how do you think the pig feels when you got to go fuck the actual pig? <laughs> <Something like> that? <laughs> But
1: he, he, he had this joke he goes, uh, this is also from you know, I think it was from that first week I worked and he's like, Yeah, when I was a kid, hash was something you ate with corned beef. And acid was something you
0: threw in a man's face because he insulted your girl. <laughs> <laughs> I I, was, I saw somebody today post his, uh, from his book where it was like, uh, <laughs> first, it, like the dedication of the book just said to Charles Manson, and then in parentheses, no, not that one, <laughs> 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 which is, but then I guess he did a whole chapter on Rodney Dangerfield, and the whole chapter is written like... Little known secret about Rodney: He got no respect, and it's like him writing like all these stories of them hanging out together, but they're all Rodney jokes essentially. Like it's just, it's like he's, he's taking credit for Rodney. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's <laughs> great. Sure. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> like... But you you know the story behind dirty work, right? No. Okay, so he did dirty work, and that came out like right when he got fired from SNL. So it was like hopefully that was gonna kinda launch his movie career. But he he did an dirty R. Dirty Works, cut. him and Artie, right? Artie, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the fucking the legendary uh Jack Ward. Or I mean not Jack Ward, uh um the one guy that from Used Cars with Kurt Russell. Jack Warden. Yeah, that's that was his name. Character actor, dude is always great, played the dad in dirty work. Um so they did an R rated cut of it and the studio forced them to water down to PG-13 cuz they said R-rated comedy won't work like anymore and, you know it's all about the Austin Powers the Billy Madison's the PG-13 comedies and wow. then a, a week later was when something about Mary came out and it set like every comedy box office records as an R-rated comedy and set this whole generation up of like American Pie old school sure. you know super bad like down the line how R-rated comedy became to dominate the landscape mm-hmm. but the i guess the fucking r-rated version of dirty work is lost like there's no that cut is not out there anymore and i would oh, shut up i would i i want to see it more than anything but i've heard like or the, or at least the studio has no plans to release it or whatever but now they have to right i want to see the r-rated i want to see norm's original vision of dirty work
1: i bet there's a ton of shit like that with norm where like they just were just never released some shit that was just funnier than all the executives realized
0: yeah yeah they, they don't they don't get his sense of humor and like and, like, yeah, so, I mean, I loved his uh, ESPYs when he hosted the ESPYs. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a – that might be – he – that is – he crushes. Like, dude. He
1: <laughs> fucking murders the espies for, like – I I, I think there's – I think he does it for, like, 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, like, there's that, like, eight minutes he does – that are just so good. like of a,
1: I think there's two different. I think there's part one and part two of that. Yeah. Well. Yeah,
0: I think because so. he has a Tiger Woods joke that on there. I mean, this is a 1998 Tiger Woods joke when he's like, uh, he's nominated for best golfer. And uh, you know who I feel sorry for? The other two guys nominated for best golfer. They got to go, hey, honey, uh, uh, give me my tuxedo. No, 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 not that one. The one that I get my ass kicked in. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he murders those He Yeah, that,
0: that one, like Charles Woodson, uh Heisman Trophy winner, first defensive player to do so. That's something they can't take away from you. Unless of course you kill your wife and a waiter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> His OJ jokes are the best. <sighs> Dude, the one where he's like the one where he's talking about <laughs> how he felt bad for OJ going to jail uh and for the civil suit, you know? <laughs> because <laughs> He's like, then you would have to be in jail with like a bunch of murderers and shit. They'd be like, "What are you in here for? Uh, st- stealing my own shirt?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, wait! I murdered my wife in a waiter. <laughs> I I gotta find like he responded to one of OJ's tweets or like quote tweeted him a while back, but it was OJ playing golf out here in Vegas and then norm was like hey i see where you live it's like at the, you live off the ninth green at this course i play there all the time <laughs> and like that's your backyard right there i know where you live <laughs> <But> like...
1: <laughs> oh man he's the king dude i you know he was just so as funny as he was he managed to like there's like that he's he's at like his stage persona is such as such a wry wise fucking clown yeah and and his and then he's he's unmistakably sweet and good and I love how every time he ever has to like he he, whenever there's clips of him talking about someone he loves and respects like whether it's it was like Bob Saget or he did it with Letterman or he did it with like I'm sure he did it with Conan at some
0: point like yeah his set on that last Letterman show clearly
1: he clearly starts crying yeah and it's like so likable and fucking great.
0: Yeah, his thing on the Bob Sagaros was great because everyone was up there dunking on him, you know, doing filthy jokes and whatnot yeah. about the Olsen twins and stuff. And then he yeah. just comes out there and does like this genuine kind of and like no one saw it coming. So,
1: yeah, he just fucks off the whole thing. Yeah, it's great. He goes, he goes, uh,
0: I like it's like I mean he probably could have been like the greatest Rose comic of all time if that's just what he sure. wanted to do you know I mean he had the ability to write those jokes <laughs> like
1: I just watched that and it's there's a, I mean whatever you, you know jokes are good when you can't remember them that well
0: uh, he, uh, you know what I, it's crazy about him to me is like how Roseanne was the first one I think to pick him out of the crowd and hired him to write for her she he, cause he was he started off as a writer for Roseanne
1: yeah that's right yes he did
0: and he wrote like and then from like he got his like sitcom writing kind of I, I think he wrote for a couple other shows and then got SNL from there kind of thing.
1: Mm, yeah, I'm sure. But like I can't wait to see I can't wait to see what Sandler does for him.
0: Oh god, yeah, he'll he'll definitely uh And you know what's funny is like I I love Norm's last special too, the Hitler's dog one.
1: So good. It's it's so so,
0: so funny. I'm like I mean
1: So great. I watched it in uh, San Francisco with a one-night stand. (laughs) I went home from a pizza restaurant with some chick that i (laughs) I never met before. And and, uh, we fucking got filthy. And I was like, hey, do you like comedy? Because Norm MacDonald just dropped a special. (laughs) 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 And she was like, okay. And so we watched this fucking, we watched that Hitler's dog. It was so good.
0: Yeah, man. Like, dude. He's like, yeah, Sandler, his last special, he had that nice tribute to Farley. I'm sure he'll do something really nice for Norm. Yeah. It, it's the most Norm thing ever, though, to have, like, cancer for nine years and not tell anybody about it.
1: Yeah. He was just not. He just was. He was a very. He, he didn't like the, uh, you know, ad, or I guess the more the adulation side of uh, fame. Yeah. You know, he, he was very. It was. You could. There, there was a clear humility there with him. I, I was, somebody somebody posted how he uh he wouldn't he never and i this can't be true but i mean if i, I want to find out if it is he just never he never stick around snl for the credits no it was brian
0: cook that posted that i saw the yeah, same yeah, yeah.
1: He, he, said he, he said he wanted to be gone by the time people started congratulating themselves for making a tv show yeah his
0: goal is to be at his own at his apartment by that time like I mean, I guess like if he was just doing weekend update, you know, he didn't have any sketches after, he could just bounce after update. I mean I I, I like think about this, dude. Yeah both OJ and Artie Lang outlived Norm. Who would have seen that coming?
1: Yeah. Cancer's a motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Uh, such a bummer, man. But I don't know, it's kinda of like what was the other thing? Did you ever see a sitcom he did? Like came out on ABC for like Artie played his like uh, sidekick. I never saw it and uh what's her name uh aunt jackie from roseanne she played like his friend or but it was a funny premise he played like an ex-hockey player that uh um got a job in an office and no one made him do work because they remembered him as like a hockey i was like And it was like he was, like, was just a lazy guy that worked in an office or whatever. Was, he, what
1: was the sister's name? The actress from Roseanne was the sister that played the sister, Is phenomenal.
0: She's yeah. a phenomenal actor. She's in a JFK, too. I can't think of her name right now. Um, oh, dude, I got to look it up. Um, yeah, because I was just watching JFK. I, you know what? JFK has been on HBO Max, and I watch it almost every night, Nate. It's, uh, it's, oh, I got to
1: watch that. It's on HBO right now? Yeah,
0: it's it's been very soothing to me. No, because it's, it's like for real. It's like, I mean, I, I love Oliver Stone, but and I'm a big, you know, JFK conspiracy nut. But really, for me, it's more about as an actor, dude. It's really like a character actor hall of fame in that. Where it's you, really bad, yeah. I mean, Gary Goldman, uh, Pesci, Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. Walter Matthau, Jack Lemon, Vincent D'Onofrio, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Sally Kirkland. Like, dude, it's just like it just goes down, down, down. Um, what's her name again? Oh, Lori Metcalf.
1: That's it. Lori Metcalf. You
0: know what's yeah. funny about JFK that I was watching is uh, Wayne Knight from Seinfeld, Newman. Uh, his character in JFK is also named Newman. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that seems like a joke Norm would have written. Like you know. <laughs> like, like oh, what was the other one I watched? Have you ever seen his old like uh, first appearance on Roddy Naderfield's Young Comedians from like the eighties?
1: Uh, I can't believe I can't imagine I haven't. I mean, I've watched every single clip I've I've been able to find on YouTube. I'm sure I haven't seen every one, but I, I've I've seen everyone that's been.
0: It's funny when, for hours
1: I, and hours at a time. I've I've watched Norm Macdonald videos for hours at a time.
0: Cause I never realized how much like how he's like just a few years older than most of the guys he was on SNL with. I always kind of thought of him in that same age range, but yeah. it's like, yeah. Then you go back and watch those. It's like, oh no, he was like, you know, he was like twenty four, twenty five, and those no, he was in his thirties on SNL. Like it's
1: he was a kid when he's. I mean, he he was already hitting when he was a kid.
0: Yeah, like it's he had like that half hour special on HBO in like ninety two. I want to say that was hilarious. I remember seeing that for the first time. Like I used to stay up late to watch those. I think they called him the half hour comedy hour. Yeah. And they would have like two people do a half hour for like and uh it was just so, so funny to me. Like I remember seeing him and uh Bill Hicks do those right around the same time, and I was just like, Wow, comedy can be a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. <totally. laughs> but yeah, dude, like um so what are your predictions for uh, Aaron Rodgers now? Because he dropped the, uh, he kind of dropped the ball this week. Uh, do you think that was just uh, shaking off the rust?
1: Uh, yeah, man. I gotta be honest with you. Um, I've seen Rodgers have really bad seasons. We always blamed it on Mike McCarthy, but that game reminded me. There was about there was a season in there. Where the Packers were fuck. I mean, the pa- every year the Rodgers has been a- on the Packers, they've been a good team. Yeah. Unless he's gone down with a broken collarbone or something. But there was one year where they were totally good, and we played the Bears on Thanksgiving, and we lost like set- 16-14 or 17-13 or some awful fucking game, and we could barely get a first down, and Rogers looked like shit. And nobody knew what was wrong. We couldn't fucking play, and everybody blamed Mike McCarthy and I blame Mike McCarthy, and then they didn't fire him for three years and lost two NFC championship games. Sometimes, if things don't go Roger's way, he can bail. And in that game, he threw his two he threw two picks. The first one was brutal. Uh, he stepped up in the pocket and then threw this little lame duck puddle jumper to and it, there was two guys that could have picked that off before it would have got to Adams. Yeah. And then that was we were down fourteen nothing I think at the time or or maybe seventeen nothing and 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 that would have been a, a game changer but he didn't make that and then it just it was just, he just packed it in dude.
0: no because I was looking today and like according to like the analytics guys he ranked as the thirty fifth quarterback in the NFL this week yeah. uh, keep in mind there are thirty two teams yeah so two backups were able to come in for and well one of those backups is Justin Fields for. The Bears are bringing him in for these, like, tricked like, – and he's – dude, how do you – I don't know how you keep Andy Dalton in over this guy right now. It is it's the,
1: hilarious. I, that was That's why. I told you. That was my lock of the week, dude. The Bears are going to do it. They're going to do – you No, know, you're bring, right.
0: Bears dude, going Bears. So you know what I did on that? I did what I call the wheel, right? I bet – I take – if I really like a team, like, on that one, I take the first quarter, the first half, and the game. Yeah. You never know in the fourth quarter something can happen and you, you blow that backdoor cover or whatever. Yeah. And if that happens, you've already hit the first two legs of it, ideally.
1: Well, what's the line for this Lions game next Monday?
0: All right. So for I will go to um, my AG and uh, check this out real quick. Takes me a, kind of a minute to log in. Oh, That's not the bookie I wanted. Different one. I got a lot of accounts i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> I, got, I got options dude i have uh i have I prospects. okay so i'm in the fantasy the ffpc football guys players championship this year with my brother and that's 350 a team but then i have like uh, 26 27 best ball lineups so it's a uh, anytime something happens i'm like i have that guy somewhere <laughs> like hopefully yeah. so what is it green bay and uh god where is that detroit bit. monday night all right green bay is favored by 11.
1: how did, i didn't watch how the lions came back on the niners
0: um it got, dude i was at the sports book and it got kind of rowdy because most people had it either nine points if they had the lions or eight and a half and so when they went for two to bring it within eight and then go for the onside like the whole place went nuts because like then the lions took it cash but I think if you had San Francisco early enough, it was only like seven and a half, six and a half. So possible to get it both ways there. But uh, yeah, I do. The, the 49ers looked pretty good. But then like, uh, dude, like, I don't know. Jared Goff looked all right. I'm like, <laughs> I usually make fun right. of Jared Goff, but he looked pretty good. But it's also when you're down by that much and you start charging at first, they're going to be in such soft coverage you can kind of get you know you can start building up a rhythm you know it's
1: um it's a you know I mean whatever revenge game not it, it is a way different thing but Goff did end his career and season with the Rams at Lambeau last year with a broken thumb broken throwing thumb oh yeah That's right. um, he'll be looking to come back and and do better than he did the last time. I'll
0: Jamal say Williams. this uh...
1: Jamal Williams Jamal Williams is a great player. That the Packers just could not keep, and the Lions paid him, and he deserves it. He was the locker room glue guy last year. He this is a real statistic on Jamal Williams: five hundred and sixty touches, touches without a fumble.
0: Wow, that's really that's that's some next level Straight. shit right there. That was
1: that was how he left Green Bay.
0: You know, uh, it's crazy Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift in Detroit this year. Is this week? they're the number 2 and number 4 fantasy running backs. So no, Det- they're not. Detroit had to- two and PPR.
1: Oh, 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 yeah, well yeah, Jamal Williams snapped. I mean, that's must what must have been what they did. They must have had a couple turnovers and ran in some touchdowns.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they both like they both had a few catches. And so one had like 22, the other had like 24 points or something like that. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, they they had two top four running backs in fantasy this week against I them. Like- Against a very good forty nine er defense, like
1: Jamal Williams, dude, he's just another Ted Thompson gem.
0: I'll tell you what the play—I think the play is here in this Packers Lions game—is because okay. Anytime there's a double digit spread like that, I always look at the total because that'll give you an idea of what they think the teams are going to do in a way. Sure, you know, uh, it's at forty eight, and that seems low for a spread that high.
1: So they think the they think that uh, Detroit's so that- not going
0: to score at all.
1: Well, no, they think that uh, – so 37 – they think Detroit's going to score 18-and-a-half uh, points, and then the Packers are going to score 29-and-a-half points.
0: To get it at 48? Yeah. yeah. I mean, right? that's, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's about what they're going for there. You
1: subtract 11 – you subtract the spread from the total, and then you split that in half. And, and I get it. Detroit's going from
0: at home to on the road, but it's a divisional game – I I think the over is the play on this one here. An uh, over forty eight, there, man. Like I I think, cause I fuck, think, if Rodgers is in fuck you mode, the Packers can cover that on their own almost, dude. Like
1: Rodgers is in fuck you mode. I mean, who's who is he saying fuck you to? <laughs> the Packers or
0: or yeah, it's true.
1: I mean, I I honestly I've seen him do this before, and it's not just one game, man.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm seeing an update now. It's at ten and a half here now.
1: The Lions are. Th- look, I thank God for the Lions. If there's any way to get back from the one of the worst game, the worst game in Rogers' career, I would bet. You can check that.
0: Oh, it was. Yeah, it was his worst game, uh, hands down, and uh, also the biggest loss. The Lions, yeah, the biggest loss of his career too.
1: Yeah, that was bad. It was bad, dude. I watched the whole thing. It was fucking brutal, and. There, he was another really dumb thing about that game. First of all, the Saints defense looked real good.
0: Yeah, it did. And uh, so I, James did. I,
1: I would be looking at unders in Saints game until, I, until I'm proven otherwise. The Saints defense is nice.
0: Dude, I so I have Alan Kamara in a lot of my best ball drafts. And in a lot of those, before they announced a starter, when people still thought it might be Taysom Hill, I was grabbing Jameis in like the fucking the final round, and a lot of these is like my third quarterback to play best ball. and it was, and he was my number one quarterback in so many lineups this week. Even though I, I drafted him to be like my number three guy, so it's it's like, I I, I think shot like me, and my brother kept joking this whole offseason that uh, since Jameis got Lasix, he can see now, and it's gonna make him yeah. good. That's <laughs> like that that's happened a lot with other guys where it's like, yeah, they get the lasings. It doesn't help them. Like they, they still suck. But dude, if Sean Payton can coach him up, watch out for the saints, man. Like, no,
1: I think the saints are, are underrated and I think they're going to sneak up on a bunch of people this year. However, everything went right for them against the Packers. Yeah, absolutely. Like that. James, James Winston did throw an interception in the end zone that got called back for a terrible.
0: And rough, Rogers threw, ball. threw two in the red zone. I believe it was one or two. No, he
1: threw one in the, Oh, he might have thrown – he had two picks in the two game. Two picks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he threw one in the red zone, and he threw uh, one – he just threw – he basically punted yeah. on third down and, and threw a pick up there, and then they ran out all the way back to our red zone. So, like, they were get, they were getting great field position. Jameis did not throw an interception that counted, and the they – shut the Packers down I don't think that the Saints offense is that good but I think they're deep you, you know good. I need
0: to check the odds on this but it might be time to buy a Green Bay division ticket there with all four teams going zero and one
1: yeah well I was actually talking about that with your boy CJ Sullivan today all right. he he likes that bet as well he thinks the he said that I think he said the Packers are like minus 130 or something
0: and yeah
1: like, who, who else is there And as much as I like that, and as much as I like that, I'm gonna tell you who else is there. Justin Motherfucking Fields is there, and the Bears. If they ever figure it out and get him on the field here before Dalton has a chance to lose them four games, the the Bears could do it this year.
0: You think so? With a rookie quarterback, like.
1: Dude, if Rogers those that those pack yes with a rookie quarterback. Think about that. I mean, everybody does it now. It's just doable. It's
0: true. I just I but they usually do it with a good coach. I, I'm not quite sold on Aggie. You know. Oh, uh,
1: nobody is. I mean I'm not, I'm not saying that. Don't. I'm just saying, I mean, I'm, I'm only I'm only Yes. Okay. I think the I think the Packers are the bat to win the division.
0: My but- my William Hill app where I've been on fire all weekend and I have the most money in right now has the Packers at minus two hundred. Vikings at plus two sixty, Bears at plus seven hundred, and lions at twenty five to one. Bears at seven to one then. Like
1: that would be my bet. I'd do it small, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obviously not gonna load the farm on that one. But that that is an interesting thing to keep an eye on there. Like it's fun. Like I I do I I will say though, I I, I am a big fan in these uh primetime matchups, betting first quarter, first half, and then the game line. It's uh
1: so what's the so it's forty eight points? You like the over in the pack? I don't mean I don't know. Well, are there any?
0: Well, I think the Packers are good for thirty one points at least there, if not more. Like uh a...
1: Packers have problems with their offense. We got two rookies on our offensive line. Our center and our right guard are our rookies, and they just looked. Because so they, made a couple good, they made a couple good plays and made some bad plays. Because
0: then it gets, starts creeping. To me, it starts creeping into if you think that game is going under, then Detroit plus eleven is probably the play there. For sure, like, but if you think that game's going over, Packers minus 11 to the play there.
1: I think, I it's got, a pack. I think the it's more a, it's a it's a Packer party.
0: Yeah, M- Packer minus five fifty on the money line. So I'm I'm just pretty much staying away from that. It's kind of crazy to get a line that big this early in the season off two teams that like one scored three me points mean, and the other. Let sc- me right I right
1: there, right there, dude. The Packers. Sorry, I'm uh, uh, sorry. I'll, the Packers could score th- it could be thirty three to fourteen in the pa- and that still goes under
0: thirty three to fourteen yeah you're right Fuck. yeah, okay, yeah, I think the under might be the point of the Green Bay and the under
1: I just don't bet the under, but sorry, I interrupted you Bows. my bad. no no
0: no no good okay. like okay, so Thursday night game coming up here here's what I'm thinking the Washington football team is favored by three and a half. Against the New York football giants. And dude, this, this, I'm going to give wow. this the stamp of People approval. Are the Giants. Yeah. Bowser lock of the week. Taylor Heineke comes in uh, because they are an Antonio Gibson fumble away from beating the, the Chargers this week. Like, like, that's, and dude, that defense at home again, the Giants looked horrible at home against the Broncos, and the Broncos aren't that great where I can make an argument that the Chargers are going to have a top 10 offense this year, most likely. Yeah, Herbert looks good. Herbert looks good. Mike Williams, dude. Mike Williams was, like, showing that dominance that he showed in college, dude, at Clemson. Like, man, he looked really good out there. And when you have him with Mr. Reliable Keenan Allen, Dude, like, you don't need all that much more on offense, man. Like, I
1: love Keenan Allen. Somebody threw Keenan Allen at me for Darren Waller after week one. Really? And I was just like, I mean, I'm not going to take it because I love Darren Waller. He's yeah. just on people.
0: I have Waller on a lot of my lineups, man. Especially, but,
1: I love, but I love Keenan I understand. I, I don't take the trade as an insult.
0: No, no. I think, uh, you know, that's a good uh, fantasy move is, like, people that get insulted by trades usually don't make good trades because they, they – they, they uh, they value everything they have way too yeah. much. And sometimes, uh I don't know, sometimes i work. With my shit, though, like, we can't even do trades of mine but uh because of the tournament formatting. But with tight ends getting what won-
1: Hold up, Bowser, are you in a 10-team league at all?
0: No, dude, no, 12 only.
1: 12 only? All right, man, you and me should just make a trade right now from my team for your team. <laughs> uh, just 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 to see how we negotiate cuz i love there's my favorite thing in football in fantasy is trading I yeah have multiple quarterbacks and multiple tight ends every year just so i can make a move so
0: i'm only doing ffpc teams this year and in that it's all fob free agent auction bidding so right now there's some guys available that me and my, me and my brother for our team that we want and we're trying to figure out the right mu- dollar amounts cuz it's like we could use some running back depth we had raheem moster it looks like he's out for the season now or a really long time so we got to make the drop here and get, we're looking to get Elijah Mitchell because right. Mitchell is going to be taking up those carries.
1: So what's your ba- What's your budget? What's the season? You get a
0: thousand for the season. Now right. we, we okay.
1: so I'm, I have a, di- I have a 40 spot dynasty league with a fifth, with a 10 man IR roster, a taxi and a 10 man rookie ro- taxi. Okay. And I have like 60, I have a 60 man roster in my dynasty league and we have that same situation it nobody i have never come in two seasons i haven't come i haven't gone over 500 bucks for the season spend your money when you can
0: yeah that's what we're looking at doing this week because there's two running backs we like there or actually three and it's a priority order so you can put bids on all three and it's like if this guy's not available it goes down to this guy automatically and this guy kind of thing so i think we're in good shape with it
1: you know who i like in that niner backfield though when it all comes down to it um is fucking jeff wilson Jeff Wilson Jr. is fucking totally a good back. he yeah, and he's
0: not gonna be ready till like week six. Week five. I like him though. Yeah, you know,
1: I like. I, it's it's the, the Niners got some things to figure out. That line is fucking.
0: Dude, because I, I was three points from Darren Waller last night. Three more points from Darren Waller last night away from uh, uh, winning this week because of Mostert going down after two carries and only getting a couple points from that. And then I had Cortland Sutton who did nothing, but. Buried deep down the receiver depth chart, we had fucking Christian Kirk. Where, dude, if he's going to be the legit number two to Hopkins in Arizona, he's,
1: that, he's been that dude. He can break a play. He's kind of inconsistent. I, I would, I would put him. I'd say he's kind of a poor man's Marquise Brown, really.
0: Okay, I mean, I see that, but
1: I like numbers wise. I'm just saying numbers wise. Numbers I don't think he's, you know, like. But
0: I, I, I think this could be a year for like just. I mean, based on the. I mean, I'm basing this on fucking one week, like an idiot, but. It looks like he's the clear-cut number two to DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to get triple team pretty much every fucking play over there. Right. No, and, if
1: you want to talk about a number two that I love, it's um, uh, what's a, what's homie's name in Buffalo? Glenn? Gabe Davis? Davis.
0: Gabe Davis. Gabe,
1: Gabriel Davis. Yeah, yeah. That guy is going to eat all year
0: long. You, you got to like that because Emmanuel Sanders is more, uh, like we know what he is, and it, he's more floor than ceiling at this point. Cole Beasley's an anti vaxxer. He's probably going to have to sit out during the season. And miss. so, by default, after Diggs, Davis is the guy to have there.
1: I just think Davis is the guy to have there if all those guys are healthy. I mean, yeah. I, I also liked uh, Knox, too. He looks good. He Dawson looks like Knox looks James very good. Here.
0: And you know, I kept thinking they were going to trade for Zach Ertz this offseason. I kept thinking that was going to be the move, and it didn't happen. My Pittsburgh Steelers, however, looked fantastic there in Buffalo. Man, They so, really did look good. That defense, I dude, I said it on the Sports Scaling Podcast preview. This defense is no joke. It's as good as I've seen it for a Steelers team in a very long time. And, and they
1: were missing. Uh, they were missing players.
0: Yeah, and it's like
1: they're missing like their starting t- uh, nose. Yeah,
0: the key is is uh, people think it's going to be Ben trying to throw up four thousand yards a year now. Ben just needs to play it the way Peyton Manning played it that last year in Denver. Lean on the defense, manage the game, got good running backs, let it happen. Backfield receivers, got everything. Yeah, you don't have to be the superstar. You don't have to force anything. Like, guys around you will make the play. And you look at the Steelers now, it's like, on good – like, Ben throws some duck balls on some of these plays, but the receivers are just making like Hall of Fame level catches. Like Chase Claypool had one yesterday where I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> or Sunday, just two days ago. But yeah, it was like, oh my God. Like, I mean, that goes down as a completion in the books, but he shouldn't have, he should have only got a half a completion for that. Now, and given the receiver a half, a extra half of a catch or whatever, dude, because.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, the Steelers looked real good. That was a big win for them. Uh, also, I don't know what the Vikings are going to do, but either way, the Bengals needed a win and they made one happen.
0: Uh, I am big on the Bengals' season win total under this year because it's at six and a half. And I just don't see them getting a seven win. I mean, who knows? They're at one, they're they're on pace for 17 now. So maybe I'm a real asshole. In that
1: division, it's going to be difficult.
0: Yeah, man. They got to play Cleveland, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh all uh, twice.
1: Yeah. Everybody's been talking about the, the,
0: uh, and they play the fucking, uh, AFC West teams too, so they got to play Kansas yeah, City. AFC
1: West. I was going to say everybody's talking about the AFC West. It's like, damn, they have to play the AFC West. Yeah, I, that's a that's a great bat. Six and a half. You said?
0: Yeah, like yeah, under under so six top. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I did under on the Forty ers too at like ten and a half, because so I was like, dude, they're not an eleven win team. I don't. I mean, maybe when Trey Lance comes in, but Jimmy. I mean, and they looked okay against the Lions, but Jesus Christ, like. Anybody can look good. a lot of teams over the years have looked good against the Lions. Like, I want to see what the Forty Nineers really have when they got to go up against like Seattle or somebody. Like, or, oh, or dude, the Rams. You know what
1: happens? Oh, Jeff Okuda's out.
0: The, yeah, the, the offensive lineman, uh,
1: the Lions uh, cover. Guy. Oh, okay. Their stud, he's their stud guy. He's done for the year. He tore his Achilles. I think. That's gonna so, hurt. Yeah, I mean, right. man, that makes you want that 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 makes me even more nervous. I'm like, because then now the Packers should really fuck right, but
0: yeah, you know, who might be a good sneaky. I don't know if you do daily fantasy because I can't do it out here in Nevada, but Randall Cobb might be a good daily fantasy play this week. Oh,
1: Hold up, stop right there. Randall Cobb should not be on the field right
0: now. <laughs> yeah, okay, but there, something tells me against a banged up line secondary that this oh. is going be the game to own him.
1: Uh, I am. Randall Cobb should not be in a uniform right now. <laughs> not on the Packers.
0: Did you not like that bringing it, bringing the band back together on that one?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Uh, that was obvious. I have
1: nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing funny to say about Randall Cobb. I love Randall Cobb, but that was. I uh, that may be that made me question Rogers' emotional well being.
0: Well, dude, I drafted a lot of shares of uh, Amari Rogers, the rookie receiver.
1: Yes, yes. dude. He's. I mean, look. He's the third best receiver on the team. Right now, he's fucking fifth or sixth on the depth.
0: Chart. Yeah, it's bullshit. And I, I was like, I think this guy has a chance to pop if it, out of – because I was like, I have a lot of Rodgers in some of these lineups, and I'm just like, well, in my very last pick in the 18th round in some of these drafts, I would just take a stab at Ro, Amari Rodgers because it was like no one was taking him. And it's like, I think yep. he could be that rookie receiver that pops in this offense. Like, Get him. Get him. But you I, know
1: what I'm, my rookie receiver to pop, Terrace Marshall.
0: Oh, I like him a lot for Carolina. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's he's dude he's a big boy. He player.
1: looks nasty, dude. Dude, he looks like he looks like Brandon Marshall.
0: Dude, do, do you think like how crazy is that that Terrace Marshall, Jarvis Landry, I mean not Jarvis Landry, uh Jamar Chase and uh what's uh Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson. yeah. All, t- all all teammates on that Ellis like Wild. Dude, like is Joe Burrow that good? Or did right. he have those?
1: It makes me wonder, Joe Burrow. I mean, because watching him play, he looked like the golden one, the chosen boy. Like he was, he was. Just... He looked like the best quarterback I'd ever seen. He, I said, I said several times, Joe Burrow is the best college football player I've ever seen, and that includes Charles, Woods, Charles Woodson. and uh, you know,
0: you know who Mary... the best college, you who know, the best college football player I ever saw play live was was uh, Maurice Jones-Drew at UCLA. I I watched him like average thirty-five yards a punt return one year. And it, it was just absolutely insane, some of the shit he was doing.
1: Well, that's, here's a good college football player that I'm riding in fantasy in the NFL. I am a Gaskin guy.
0: Oh, Miles a Gaskin.
1: I love him. I have, I have him on both my teams. I had him on both my teams last year, and I'm going to have him until – and now my 10-team league went to a half PPR. I love me some Miles Gaskin. And he was a great – he was a stud at Washington, right? He had, like, 2,000-yard seasons?
0: I think so, something like that, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm big on uh, Alabama running backs. Uh Just because <laughs> – You asshole. <Yeah. laughs> and, <Are> you? <laughs> well, the reason why I say that is, that, like, obviously they recruit, like, like, bats out of hell. But those guys don't get as much mileage on the tires in the college level that other guys do. True.
1: That's a great point. Of course they don't. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Eddie Lacy was so much fun for Green Bay.
0: And, yeah, like – you and look no, at Derrick Henry now. Now the Steelers have Najee Harris. You look at uh, Damian Harris up in uh, uh, New England. Like there's every everybody has like an Alabama running back or receiver somewhere on their roster. Yeah, but like
1: who was that, who was that one disaster that the Browns drafted? he wound up being in? They tra- they finally suckered the Colts into trading them.
0: Oh, and, uh, Trent Richardson.
1: Trent Richardson was the only one that really sucked. Yeah, yeah,
0: and even then he had like a good rookie year. He was like, I think he, he was did, like. Yeah. Like second for offensive rookie, either he had like a thousand yard season or close to it, something like that. So I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he ended up being a horrible bust. But yeah, but I just like to me like because I always say, yes. the quarterbacks from like SC, Alabama, Ohio State, some unless they're like an athletic freak like or Oklahoma, like the way Kyler Murray or Justin Fields is, like those guys. I I don't want to throw in there, but when you look at like a Mac Jones at Alabama. Dude, that guy had fucking Jalen Waddle and fucking Devonte Smith to throw to, with Najee Harris behind him in the backfield. Like, it, how do you really judge that guy as a quarterback? It's like it's like Matt Leinart back at SC when he had Lendell White, Reggie Bush, and all those pro receivers to throw to. was Matt Leinart, that great? I mean, his pro career proved that he wasn't. You know, it's like you
1: could. Can... There's, fa- there's a fascinating season. I'm, I'm excited to watch is Sam Darnold.
0: Dude, yeah, because I mean. I I knew Carolina. I wish I would have put more on them yesterday or on something. Like I knew revenge spot against the Jets with the rookie quarterback coming in to replace them. Yeah. Carolina's not losing that at home. Speaking of Carolina, did you see that fucking virtual reality, uh, like the fucking hologram Panther that they've had in the stadium? No, dude. Okay, look. Everybody, look this up when you're done listening to this episode. It's like a hologram panther that looks like like 40 feet tall. And it's just like jumping around the stadium, like onto like. I mean, it, it looks like there's about to be a terrifying like giant cat attack in this stadium, and it's about to run around and start mauling everybody. But it's like jumping through the goalposts up onto the top of the stadium and then back down on the field and like prowling around. It looks really cool. I want to see that. But I guess you can see it from when you're in the stands. I'd be flipping the fuck out, dude. That's like, great. Damn. Now I want to go to a Panthers game on mushrooms, dude. Right. Move over. <laughs> Move
1: over Tupac hologram at Coachella.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Michael Jackson hologram at the Mandalay Bay. Get out of here with your pedophile ass. <laughs> release the
1: release the cat. Um, All right, buddy.
0: I'm starting to run out of time here, man. Yeah, uh uh you got anything you want to plug coming up to any to uh, you got any shows?
1: Um, I got shows. I'm in L.A. for another month now, um, but I will be heading out again. I will be at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, Michigan. That's right outside of Detroit. It's a great club. I'll be there the 28th, 29th, and 30th of October. Come celebrate Halloween with me. That Saturday should be pretty loose. After that, I'll be at the Creek in the Cave in Austin, Texas. I will be there the first weekend in November. I believe that is... The thirty 4th, 5th, and 6th of November. And then I'll be opening for your big boy, Billy Burr. Oh, in yeah. In Milwaukee on like the 10th, 11th, 12th or something like that of November. So that's my next run is uh, late October, early November. And then I'll be in Madison before New Year's. I'll be at the Majestic in Madison, Wisconsin on December 29th. And then I'll be in Milwaukee at the Laughing Tap uh, for New Year's Eve that whole weekend um to, to end the yeah
0: year. i just went and saw nate at the mgm a couple months ago everybody it was a great great show so definitely go out and see this like i don't just blow smoke on my friend's ass nate's a bona fide crusher and so my guy yeah man like and guy, it's, they it's can not find a better, not a better endorsement in the desert <laughs> and you got to come back you got to get schedule some dates out here again soon so we can hang man like
1: for sure for sure i got i got other i got i got I got aces up my sleeve. We'll make it happen for sure.
0: Hell yeah, buddy. Yeah, it'd be by the end of the football season. Dude, you know what you need to come for is March Madness.
1: Bows, oh, we'll talk about that. Okay. It's, I got my my favorite time. That's my favorite time of the year.
0: It's also my birthday and uh gambling podcast is coming out here. So we'll get a bunch of comps again and stuff this year. So
1: all right. I'm gonna talk to them because my favorite time of the year is and I can say this to your audience because they are uh they're uh, smart. Uh, gamblers that we can all hang with that second round of the ncaa tournament dude fuck the first round thursday friday is for amateurs you gotta go for saturday sunday you've seen all the teams play the book empties out you got the whole town to yourself on sunday that first week in the ncaa tournament saturday sunday i will be there buddy with birthday candles
0: Fuck yeah, buddy. All right, everybody, make sure you follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. Head over to Apple and give us a five star review. I'm almost to 100, guys. You can help me get there. And uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com, LuxOpsPod, where I'm going to post the free ATM map of Las Vegas. Nate <laughs> gave me a fantastic idea with that one. <laughs> so thank you so much, everybody. God bless you and keep gambling.